Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. George Morris, excited to have you here today, George. Welcome. Well, thank you, Corey. I'm very pleased to be here. It's like your effort that got me here. You're the one that thought I could I could actually speak. Uh, you're the one that thought that my message was something that needed to be put into a book. And and now here you are, George. Out of, you know, <laughs> I'm a very much of an introvert scientist, and so those things pulled me out and and got me to this point where here I am, I'm, I'm talking to you, I've watched these blue talks, you know, flip your script events from the very beginning of them, and I never thought I would be one of the people talking on one. There you well, go, you prime are, example, friend. right here with us today. George, it's a pleasure meeting you. This is our first interaction together, so I'm excited to learn more about you and your message, and glad that you hopped out of your introverted self to be here with us today. Yeah, absolutely. And George, uh, you, you know, from watching, because I know you've watched a lot of these, where we usually start is to get the guests to tell us just a little bit about themselves. I told at least a little bit about your background. Uh, but can you tell us just a little bit about what you do? And of course, we can dive in deeper so you don't have to worry about how much time you spend on it. But just to give people a little bit of a glimpse. Uh, yeah, well, to start off with, I'm 74 year old, year old chemist, and I've been a natural health advocate who's been promoting early disease detection for over 40 years. Really, since the turn of the century, the 2000, year 2000, I've helped clients both with clinical testing and energy compatibility analysis. Uh, with your insistence, I did write my, my chapter called Why Did Western Medicine Fail COVID-19 Patients? There was a chapter in the Business Life and Universe, Volume 4. And when I look at it, uh, I, I'm... Right now, I'm working on working the reverse direction. How does the universe affect life, and how does life then affect business? So that's where I'm at right now. Well, that's a bold chapter, George. Yeah, it is. It's, I'm wondering uh, if he can hear me. Can you hear me, George? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, just just wondering. Was I uh, can. <laughs> We, we, we had some problems earlier and we just disconnected the mics and the, and the, and the headphones and so now this is just the laptop doing its own thing. Well, it's working well. I can hear you loud and clear. And I'm, I'm, I'm in not, not in my uh, preferred location and so my backdrop is not the best, but uh, I, I was afraid that the people were going to do lawn mowing with it during this thing and so I, I chose a more soundproof area uh, of our house in order to talk. Well, it's working. Now, Cora, you know your audience. I, I'm open to questions. What, what, what do you think they want to know? You, you, we've, we've known each other for a few years now. You've seen some of the stuff that I've done. What, what, where, 
where is your audience? Well, I, I feel like, and Elise, of course, has a great uh, feel for this as well. Uh, but I feel like, you know, what we're, we're always talking about mindset. So whether it's health related, whether it's, you know, obviously um, internal, like in our mindset itself, I feel like people are looking to grow and learn and, and expand and, and, you know, find out how they can be the best version of themselves. But maybe what we can do is talk first about how, you know, one of the things you and I talked about the first time we met, which was at the New Media Summit Conference, is George asked for a, a piece of my hair, like a bit of my hair, which is not something people usually ask you. Uh, like I drove him, I think, back. Where would you get your hair from, your eyebrows? <laughs> I think his arm. I can't remember where it was. Yeah, probably maybe my arm. But I, I like. Uh, I, I think you asked me to mail. No, you, you took the hair when we were there, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. And so I think he was driving me in his car because I had a rental car, but we were at a conference where we had like a golf cart to drive around in. But I think, Fine. George, you, you drove me from your car, wherever we're at, back to my place I was staying. And, uh, and you know, he asked me, he said, well, here's what I do. And it was like, I take a piece of your hair and then I essentially figure out um, what is the best, uh, I guess, and you, George, you can talk about this more than me, but best combination of whether it's supplements or what have you that would suit you best so that it's customized rather than everybody buying just a one size fits all. So maybe you can talk about that, George, because I think that was that was super intriguing to me. Okay, well, yeah, that's, believe it or not, I'm back to that. <laughs> in, the, in that, uh, what, what, what I was trying to, to share with you is that our bodies actually know what's best for them. It, it is not those people that we ask questions of because they're just giving their opinion based upon what they perceive to see is the problem. Mm -hmm. And what I'm working on now is basically talking about the fact that our problems are actually hidden cracks. Mm -hmm. Just like with the Surfside Tower that collapsed in Miami, they were working on the roof, but it was the cracks in the foundation that caused it to fall down. And what I'm working on as far as longevity and what I was trying to work into with you was the idea that if we don't fix these cracks in our foundation, as we get older and older and older, they will come back to haunt us. They will come back and bother us. And so the way you fix the cracks in the foundation is not by understanding what you think that you need, but it's by asking your body to tell you what it needs. And so I, at that point, I was just looking more at herbs, but I've even gone back before herbs to just look at energy. And it's like, how do we influence those energy cracks? Uh, at least we call them mind uh, uh, something. I can't remember the name, but they were. But the, the idea is, is they would be, how, how can you heal those? And that's where affirmations come in. And so now what I would recommend is first thing is to find what affirmations actually resonate with you. And then after we start with that process of, of restoring that energy 
communication, that, that intelligence, then we look for those herbs that now continue to go ahead and restore and bring you back to normal. And then we go through a process of continuing that on. And so I, I'm still doing that. It, it, I, I was basically forced into it because no matter how I tried to change clinical, clinical did not want to be changed. The, the chapter that, 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 that I wrote, I basically said this was going to be my last effort. And I had a really beautiful conversation uh, with, with, with Emily. And she basically said that I just need to own the fact that I'm actually a researcher. That, that, that what I want to do has not been validated. And therefore what I want and why I'm here today is basically to say that what you need to do, what I want people to do is join me. And this to me is just that opportunity to put that message out and say, please join me. Please want to understand how this process can change your life for the better. So yeah, yeah. I want to clarify those that are wondering. Uh, whenever I, when George uh, mentions Emily, he's talking Emily Harrison, Emily friend Harrison. of the show here. But I just wanted to clarify, just so people might say he, he randomly just said Emily. So I want to make sure you know people might go, "Who's Emily? Where's you know?" Cause imaginary you know, spirit guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like, right? If we hear somebody's name, then we start trying to imagine. Do I know that person? Was Emily on here before? And and I say that Emily is a rock star. We had her on um, our influencer vault last week. She's crushing it. In fact, that's where George uh, decided to sign up and have a, a, um, an open call with her and have a, you know, kind of a prelim call. And uh, Emily just ran her biggest event ever, live event uh, at Shasta, Mount Shasta. And uh, like, at least because you're into events, you'll appreciate this. And she said it live. So I'm not revealing anything on the air that she wouldn't tell you here herself. Uh, but she brought on $210,000 worth of clients that weekend. That's amazing. And, and actually, it's funny. Did she just run it? Yeah. Like, That's I where don't my know. son has been in his Pleasure Way RV out in Mount Shasta. So they were in that same energy field and vortex. Yeah, she lives near there. So she probably oh, lives near where he's at right now. Yeah. yeah, perfect. She's in Lake Tahoe, which I think is like maybe two hours away. Yeah, something. about two, two and a half hours. Yeah, from Mount Shasta. That's so amazing. I just want to clarify what George was saying. That was Emily. And Emily knows her stuff. So I'm glad that she shared that with you, George. And I mentioned that, um, and I do agree with that. You need to own the researcher side and just accept it. And that, and you have you can then validate stuff that most people can't. Like you're kind of mixing what some people might call woo woo with scientific evidence, and most people can't do that. So I mean, you're you're in a unique situation. Yes, and it's very Joe Dispenza like. Mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza, are you familiar with Joe Dispenza, George? Yes. Uh, I, I'm familiar with his intellectual understanding, but what I'm saying, but that's not where I'm at. No, but he okay. takes science and he uses science as the but, language. But science, science thinks it knows the answer. That's the, that's the problem. Well, when we take a hair sample, we're getting some tangible, tangible. No, 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 no. It's purely energetic. We're oh, okay. looking energetically at the connection 
that hair sample is just allowing me to have a connection to you so that the universe can come through and that you use me as a as an instrument that is a detecting instrument so that I can ask yes no questions about what you need well, and so I go through 300 different affirmations to see which ones actually resonate with you and so when I tell people which ones resonate with them they are thrilled when I tell people what herbs resonate with they say Oh, that sounds very good. So the idea is I, I have zero input. Believe it or not, I, 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 I have zero connection to conscious emotion. And therefore, it makes it so that my ability to do these yes, no questions, my mind isn't coming in here all the time and ask trying to influence what it is, is the result. And so I can become a very clear channel for that process. And I didn't, it's taken me a while to understand that that, that is a gift. I've, yeah. I, I, at, at times I thought it was a, a loss, but actually it's, it, it, it's potentially a gift if I use it correctly. And so that's what I want to do is I want to help people understand that it used to be that I thought that I just wanted to just change healthcare. I, I, I've, I've wanted to reduce down disease burden. I've wanted to take and merge woo-woo with science and just change the entire thing. But I'm now 74 and it may not be that that is what is my my goal but if I just help people one-on-one -on -one, I have no idea the significance that that person will have in the future and so I've I've re refocused my effort to what I know I can do and wait for people to want to come on and join me to do the things that I need other people to help me with. And so that's, that's, the, that's just the shift that COVID-19, that's the shift that I guess being beaten down to it a lot of times has finally made me realize that uh, you can either continue to get beaten down or you can try to excel where you can excel. I have to call share that flipping your script, right, Corey? Yeah, and you I have to share too. You flipped your script, George, <laughs> real time. Well, you wouldn't know this, Elise, and I have to share this. Now, you and uh, George are both in Florida. And whenever, oh. whenever we, George and I met at a conference in Tampa at a, at a big retreat center. And well, when you said golf cart, I had a feeling you were in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And, but I have to share that... You know, George at the time said, and he said this while he was speaking to the audience, you know, I'm not sure that I'm the right messenger. I'm not sure if my power message is powerful enough. Meanwhile, and I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but it's a common speaking term that says you don't care how much somebody knows until you know just how much they care. And George was crying and the audience was crying. 
And I still don't know, George, if you know the significance of that. And that was because they could truly feel you actually care. Whereas some speakers go up and it's like, I've told the same thing 40 times or a hundred times or a thousand times. And I'm just getting through the emotions and I might tear up when I'm supposed to tear up and all, but people could tell with you it was authentic. And so you have something, and I don't realize if you know it, but you have something with that, that most people don't have. And that goes back to the point about how passionate you are about making this difference. So even though you've been maybe beat down, I just want to put that out there that you were one of, I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but one of the most impactful speakers at an event where you told me I didn't deserve to be up there speaking. So I just want to put that out there for you at least to know as well. Perspective. I'm learning to accept things a little bit more. Uh, if you remember, it would be, I was, I was almost defensive at the idea that people appreciated what I had to say because I didn't believe that that, that my message could get through because I, I, I tried and tried to get my message through and well, I've spent the last five years trying to figure that out, and I appreciate the fact that you know that you you've you, you've you've kept after me, Corey. <laughs> you, you you've you've kept you've kept after me and and wanted me to succeed. Well, so, your your message is important, and one of the biggest things is you are truly so passionate about making a difference in the world and you can't find that with everybody. So when you see that with somebody, you want to help them get their message out to more people. I mean, to me, that's just, you know, that just comes with the territories. I mean, I've looked back at it and I just, uh, believe it or not, I, I've always wanted to make a difference. I didn't, I, I, I didn't realize that as things were happening. And, but, with COVID and with this opportunity to let my uh, let my hair my hair my hair is that is it is a ponytail right now, and what I've realized is, as my hair kept growing out longer and longer, my realization that I'm actually a radical became stronger and stronger, and it went back to the days of, in, in the seventies when that that I was a radical, and I had some radical ideas, and they didn't quite manifest the way I wanted to then. Uh, but when I look in a mirror, I like what I see. And for the, 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 the photo that, you know, that's on my, on, on my webpage, the, someone else's opinion of what was my I don't know what you call it, but image, I guess. That was never my image of me. Uh, this is actually my image of me. And so, with, I hope to this be able to be authentic with the image that is me with the with the opportunity that I'm trying to present and change a few lives. 
Well, one of the things I want to show here while we're talking, let's see if I can, you guys see that? Elise, yeah. can you see that? I can. So George was talking about letting his hair down. When I met George, which I don't, I think it might be four years ago, I'm guessing here, um, that's how short his hair was. There's no ponytail back there. <laughs> that's so, the picture we have as his post. Yeah, and that's, and that's the picture I was talking about where he actually, that was at the New Media Summit and where he had people in tears. So, but I just wanted to show when he said he let his hair down. You know me, I like to always kind of put a visual to it. And so, yeah, George, you truly have let your hair down. And I, I mean, I like, I do kind of in, in some ways, and it's not my story to live, but I do like in some ways that you've come full circle back to sort of where you started and recognize that that's what you're passionate about to begin with. And then you kind of decided, well, you know, I want to, I want to take over the world and share this and then decide, you know what, maybe it's, and everybody's different, but in your case, maybe the story is you need to go one by one. You need to be like the Pied Piper and get one person behind you and then another person and build a following that way. I really, I really like what you said, George, because there's so much, so much behind what you're saying when you said, if you help one person, you don't know what that person's going to do with their lives once they become the best version of themselves. And I had a similar aha in my life when I thought I would be in standing in front of a stage in front of thousands and thousands. And now we have this amazing retreat where people are coming one at a time or little small groups, but who knows when they leave how their lives are affected and how they're gonna now make the impact. It's that six degrees of separation. So one life, one person's well-being could be the game changer that you have wanted to seed from the beginning. And that's powerful. Yeah, we, we don't know, and, and George, not to interject, I'll let you jump right in. I was just going to say what follow up with what Elise said there. I mean, you don't know when you could help somebody overcome something in their health that they never thought possible, who could be the sister or brother of somebody who could actually pass laws that could change things. I mean, you just don't know, like, or, they could, or it could be them, them, they themselves that are making that impact, and they needed to be set free, or whatever it is that they needed. George, I have one question for you that kind of keeps popping up for me. What is it that you think changed for you in the five years of this journey, kind of coming into your own and letting your hair out or letting your hair grow? What changed? You know, you said you were standing on stage and you were almost like offended that people recognized that you had this message to share. So something must have shifted within your beliefs or your understanding of yourself. In that time. Um, at least that part is still somewhat hidden within me. I don't really understand. Mm -hmm. But I do see the change that over the five-year process is that I was, well, for, for so many years, I was acting as a chemist and as a clinical chemist. And so every, everything that I viewed was through those lenses of, mm. of clinical and disease. Even though I was working in early disease detection, I was still, everything was still looking through that lens. And it's only very, very recently, basically because of COVID-19, because of my chapter, because of things that have happened, that I've been able to shift it to not looking at disease, but looking at, at longevity looking at the opposite of that and 
what opportunities that brings in because all those opportunities in the disease side were all this shut down over and over and over again in licensing technology for Emory University, setting up labs, but inability to get physicians to order tests. Now I flipped that and as a researcher, I have the ability to work with whoever I want now. The government has changed the rules recently enough within the past five years to make it so that as a research lab, I can actually give you back results. Amazing. If you go back five years ago as a research lab, I couldn't give you back results unless before we started the project that we, I created a whole bunch of paperwork where you were requesting the results at the end of the research project. Otherwise, it was just illegal for me to do what I can do now. And it's that opportunity that not only I have, but all the, everybody has this opportunity. The, the idea is the technology and the processes that I want to promote are used in biotechnology more than any other process for research. They're used to validate everything that has ever been done, including vaccines. And one of the things that I, I've, I've, I, I, I put a post up on, 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 on my Facebook page and I actually said that we might as well I, be a little controversial here. Hmm. I, I said that I had taken, I waited, and I finally did take, and my wife took the J&J &J vaccine. And this is even though ever since in the late 1990s, I have posted anti-vaccine policy Twitter information. And it's not that I have changed my idea about vaccines. I was never against vaccines. I was against the current vaccine policy. And what you have is you have people now that are theoretically being classified as being anti-vaccine, when in reality, if you could talk to them long enough, they're anti-current vaccine policy. And what I put in my, in my chapter was, if you are gonna believe that a vaccine is your only answer, then you are gonna accept the hundreds of thousands of deaths that we have. But, if you believe like other people that the goal is to prevent people from going to the hospital, then you would promote things that help people not go to the hospital. And so now we have Regenteron. And why is it promoted? It's promoted because it keeps people out of the hospital. But we, 
never evaluated whether or not, say, Quisertin along with zinc or iodine or any number of things that were used in past virus epidemics, whether or not SARS, whether or not uh, swine flu, there, there is actually a history of using herbs and no one was able to say, why don't we try some of those things and logically monitor whether or not they're successful. And so that was my cons, that was, that was what I felt was extremely wrong with this process is that in China and in other countries, they, they looked for ways to keep people out of the hospital. And what did we do? Nothing. <laughs> we, we, we sat back and said, oh, well, we're working on our vaccine and we're going to try to keep you alive as long as we can. But that was the extent of it. That, that was so frustrating. And so I, I now, because, because I wasn't able to make any inroads there, <laughs> that is what flipped me and basically said, well, maybe I can make some inroads over here uh, and I can help individual people. Uh, my chapter was my last effort at trying to provide enough information for other people to change what they're doing. And if they're not going to do it, I guess I have to accept that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, hard it's hard to understand, to understand that, that people are on people their own, own journey. journey. You know, people, everybody's got their journey. All the information that we have, whether it's here physically that we can consciously see or we tap into universally, right, from the universe, is available to everyone. And it's very frustrating for somebody like myself or Corey or yourself. When we see it, we can feel it, we can tap into it, we can make the magic happen, and we want so much for somebody else to do it. And when we see that they're maybe not tapping in where they could, it, 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 it's like we're not doing enough or, you know, what could we be doing more? But there's a lot of judgment in that. And when I when I finally set myself free of that judgment and saying, you know what, well, who am I to think I know better for them, what their journey is? It's very freeing, which allows the work that you're doing to actually be more powerful because you don't have all that here. And you're now a clear vessel for receiving the information for those who are ready. You and know, you know for those are ready to, 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 to receive it. And I want to add one thing too, Elise, just on this idea in this topic as well. And George, I think this is, uh, you would agree with this as well, but you don't, there's no reason you have to just, I, I feel like you might, but one of the things that, uh, I guess frustrates me and this is outside of COVID. So like, as most people know, I kind of sit around the middle rather than trying to take a side because, and I say take a side, I just mean it's better for me in my world to just kind of sit in the middle, be neutral to it. But one thing that frustrates me both with this situation and with weight and, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm above it or better than it, but is like, I'll, I'll go to the weight one first. Most cases, what do we do? We wait till somebody is overweight and struggling and then say, here's how we're going to treat the fact that you're overweight rather than ever educating them on how to keep their weight down in the first place. And I feel like it's the same thing here where 
We're not actually educating people on how to build their immune system up. And we're just saying, don't worry, we'll get the Band-Aid, which like George said, we'll just wait and wait and wait, and we'll give you an answer. But basically, you're putting Band-Aids all over your body. Like, I think there's some people that are uh, have immune deficiencies. That's a different thing. But somebody who doesn't, why aren't we also investing just as much money educating people how they can improve their immune system to battle this thing in the first place? I'm just talking out loud. That's what frustrates me is we're always about let's fix it when it's broken rather than any preventative maintenance so it doesn't get broken. Love to get your thoughts on that, but my thinking about that. Well, it, it goes even beyond, beyond that in that uh, the FDA is there to basically prevent us from doing anything that doesn't have a real financial reward to it, to someone. Like, I mean, he just nailed it right there. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. If, if there's not a financial reward, uh, I mean, Regeneron, they, they had the money so that they, they did the clinical trial and evaluation to show that they could help keep people from severe disease. But I can tell you that there are a lot of herbs <laughs> that could do the exact same thing with less side effects, with better response. And because there wasn't the money behind promoting that that capability, it was shut down. And so even this process that I'm, that, that I'm talking about requires us to actually hack the, the medical system. We, we have to be able to be able to find ways to provide people with whatever it is their body is asking for. And right now, you, you I, I, I can take Corey's, go back to Corey's hair, and I can tell him that, hey, these are the herbs that you should be taking. And Corey will say, well, where do I get them? And how do I put them together in the right pr proportion? Well, that process is part of hacking the system. And it is, it, it, it's possible, and if, uh, you know, I, I can help people do that, and that's what I want to train people to be able to do. Well, I'll be sending because you my hands. I, I can only help so many people, but other people can help so many other people. I don't know if you caught what uh, Elise said there, George, but she said she'll be reaching out okay. to you so she can send you a hair sample. I will. You okay. have it from. I have plenty of hair, arm hair, hair on my head, whatever hair you want. I have a well, question. Actually, because of the shifts, changes in the. Uh, cell phone cameras if i just have a high resolution image that works i don't actually have to have a strand of hair anymore uh but it has to be like two megapixels or better plain plain background whole body and it doesn't have to be facing me what do you mean whole body so that your whole aura is encompassed within the within the photograph. Oh, so it's not just a piece of hair. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I can have a photo, but the photo needs to capture your aura. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll have a chat after this week for sure. I'm I'm curious. I love that information. I believe that we all have 
all the information. I want to just plant one seed because I think that this is really important for all three of us and anyone who's listening who is frustrated because they don't feel like they're making enough of a difference for somebody else in their life. All of the information is available. We don't need a, a system to be designed to, to teach us anymore. We can access, I mean, we have Google, we have all of these re YouTubes, we have all these re Pinterest, any, TikTok, any, res any resource that we want is available. And, and so if somebody's ready, they will find it. And that kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of who we are and what we're doing. We can still be available and help somebody access that information. But to stand and say, well, we need to, and they are not, and these poor people aren't, that in and of itself from the world that I, that I live from and, and resonate with is unfair to the, those that we think aren't getting what they need because we do have access. We can tap in. We don't even need a phone or anything. I mean, we can literally tap in through meditation. We can tap in through clearing the mind. There are so many ways. So I wanna just set everyone free in this idea that somebody isn't getting something that they necessarily deserve or it's being held from them. There is an industry and many of them have a lot of resources to, to what, what are they doing there? They're getting into our mindset and think, it's making us think that medical is the only way, right? Or this pharmaceutical is the only way. And that's because they have access to resources that not many of us, George or Corey or myself have. Um, but that's the only difference is that they're out there and they are <laughs> resonating in our minds and making us think a certain way. And we can choose to believe that or choose to go and find our own truth. And I think that that's what we're all here to help people do is to find their own truth and to shift their own perspective and focus on a perspective that's going to work for them. On so agree, Elise. Uh, couldn't have said it better. And uh, at least, and, uh, and George, on that note, um, not, to, not to wind us down, but I know our next guest will be coming up shortly. And uh, I think she's logging on now. So George, uh, the big, most important question, perhaps, you said that this is what you're doing with people and helping people with. So how do we send people to you? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Oh, the best way is my is to connect by email. And it's IAM at hackingwellness.info. I-N-F-O. IAM at? Hackingwellness.info. Basically, I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> right. And I, I stands for intent plus action, plus monitoring equals transformation. I love I like that. It. So that's what IM stands for. That's pretty powerful, George. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to put that in the, um, we'll call it show notes, but I'm going to put it in the comments for now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay. Reach out to you. And, uh, and George, anything else you want to add before we let you run off with your day? And, uh, and you know, of course, thank you for helping us make some magic happen today. Uh, well, if people want to connect with me on, on Facebook, my group is called Engaging the Force. And so you can connect with me that way also. And I just want people to understand that I'm not telling people what they need to do. I'm telling people they need to understand what their body wants. And that People can learn to do that with self-muscle testing. People can learn to do that through various forms of meditation and 
and, and introspection, uh, I do it using a pendulum. So that's, and I, I know your last question is what, what, what have I learned and what would I tell my younger self? And I, I, Corey, I, I thought about it and I couldn't come up with an answer because I can't even remember what my younger self was like. Uh, but the only thing that I would say is that if I could tell myself something, I would say uh, spend more time doing that introspection and less time thinking about what's happening in the world. And that's a good it. flip your script mindset too. Cool. I love it, That's George. Well, for somebody who says he's not comfortable doing this stuff, you absolutely crushed it, my friend. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you've been a longtime viewer of uh, this, right, since the, the first event. So I appreciate you for that as well. So I thank you, my friend. And now that Elise and I, I mean, I've known what you've done for a while, but now that Elise knows as well, we're going to wave the flag for all the great work you're doing, and we're going to aim to send people your way. So, George, thank you so much for joining us today. So appreciate thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thanks, George. Great meeting you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.